0: Hello,
1: and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J.
2: And T. How are you, T? Great. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you ready to get into it? I am. This is kind of a
1: special episode. Why? Um. So this is episode 712, mm-hmm. titled Back in the Saddle Again. Mm-hmm. And it features um, Mackenzie Rosman's actual stepsister. Yeah, yeah. Who actually had and died of cystic fibrosis? Mm-hmm. Um, this is not her only appearance on the show. She does come back oh. again. I don't want. I want to say in a, it's in a different season. Like I don't think it's again this oh, season. Okay, maybe even like in a couple of years from now. Yeah, I don't quote me on that. Um, but I. I I knew this episode was coming. I didn't know it was gonna be this one. You know, oh, okay. but I but I had known about that there's an episode that features Mackenzie Rosman's sister or whatever. Um but um and um Caitlin's dad on the show is played by her real father. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: who is Mackenzie's stepdad. Yeah. Um so it was kind of like a cute little family thing. Yeah. Um obviously in light of the fact that she did pass away, um, sort of sad, but um, I think the point of the episode, right, is about joy and it's about um, living each day and like, sort of like, you know, taking everything in stride and counting your blessings mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. So, and I, and from everything I've read online, it sounds like that, that is who Caitlin was like, as yeah. you know, like that was her deal, you know, yeah. like she, cause she was, bo- she was born with it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she knew she had it. So it's like, you know, you know, your time's limited. So she made the most of it kind of thing. Yeah. Pretty sad, but, um, cute you know cute that they had this that they even did this on the show you know and brought awareness to this um disease or whatever it is is it a disease
2: is it a fibrosis i mean
1: i guess it's a disease when i think of disease i think of something that's like that you catch or that you know that's like spread or what you know like Mm -hmm. like 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 i wouldn't call cancer a disease i don't know (laughs) whatever but um semantics i guess so okay Let's get into it. Seven twelve. Back in the saddle again. The Amazon Prime spoilie is Ruthie's new friend from horseback riding has cystic fibrosis. <laughs> it's a pretty weird spoilie, but yeah, sure. Um, the description, the the DVD description goes a little bit further. While riding her horses or her horse, uh, Ruthie befriends a girl with cystic fibrosis who offers a positive outlook and while eric tries therapy roxanne tries not being so jealous (laughs) (laughs)
2: like it's such a
1: weird way to like write a sentence around trying things i guess
2: (laughs) trying not to be so jealous (laughs) and failing
1: um we'll go we'll get into that so, our episode opens with Ruthie at the um, horse place, <laughs> the stables. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was it a farm or something. I don't know. Um, and it's Ed, which is Sarah's horse, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so she's like, um, she's bringing Ed back in. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin's out there, like I think, brushing. Or is she a top her horse at I, this point? I I can't remember. I don't know if she's no on the horse no no no. She's, she's off. She's off. off. She's brushing. She's hanging out. Whatever. And they like meet each other. And um and then Ruthie's like oh yeah like I fell off and like I you know I don't I don't know like I'm feeling weird like I hurt my leg whatever and yeah. Caitlin's like get back on there girl like what are you doing like yeah. like trust me like this is the best thing you can do for yourself and the horse like he feels bad too or whatever yeah. you know it's like get back on there and Ruthie's like I don't know and she's like trust me like you're gonna want it to and then we get this like sort of like one and a half to two minute long like montage of them like riding through green pastures together, whatever. It's cute. Um, And then I I don't know why I wrote this. The horseback riding is a metaphor for CF. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that. Good days, bad days, pick yourself back up, get back in the saddle, et cetera. So I think, I think that's what it was like to hear Caitlin talk about the horse. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I think this is like, really, it's it's like a metaphor for life yeah. more than CF. It, it's a metaphor for life, right? Yeah. Like the way that you are with this horse, like get back up there. It's the, It'll be the best thing for you, you know, kind of thing. Like, And then that becomes sort of the message, if you will, that Ruthie spreads throughout the whole episode with her family, like and Lucy's being weird. She's like, get back out there, girl, or yeah. whatever. And like, like she kind of like is doing that with everybody because she's sort of learned this valuable lesson through Caitlin. Um, and it's, it's about like, you know, paying it forward or whatever, yeah. you know, I don't know. I kind of, I'm, I think I'm showing my cards a little too soon here, but like this episode is very like blah, like not much is going on exactly. or whatever, but There's there's like a significant amount of like heart in it, you know, that sort of like carries through it Mm -hmm. that like sort of boosts it up a little bit. A little bit. Um so mm, excuse me. So then meanwhile, (laughs) fucking guess who's back, back again. (laughs) Like honestly never thought we'd see her again. So shocked to see shorter
2: hair. Was her hair
0: shorter? Yeah, I didn't
1: it's, it's notice. Shorter. I totally wasn't paying attention to her hair. I was just like, Barrett Swatek, what? Yeah. Cheryl's
2: back? Yeah, I know. When I saw her, I was like, Cheryl,
1: what
0: is she doing? I know. I
1: was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, but Robbie's gone. Why? Robbie's she? gone. Matt's gone. Like, what is she doing here? Like, it was so random. But, so like, so sweet to see her again. She pops into Eric's office at the church, where Chandler has now yeah. taken residence. Um, and she's like, oh, like, I, you know, is, is the reverend around, whatever? And of course, like, what's his name? Chandler has no clue who she is. Like, yeah. never met her before in his, in his life. But she's like, I'm, I'm a friend of the Camden's. Well, maybe not such a close friend since I just found out he had surgery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I
1: was like, okay, show. Wait a shit on yourself in there. Like, Do what is see? that about? Um. So then... Chandler's like well like I'm I can help like you know what can I do for you whatever she's like well, you know just like let him know I stopped by like it's really more of a thing for him yeah and I so I was like what like what is this yeah like, like, is this gonna going be the on? Cheryl episode like what's happening same and I feel like we never really find out you don't we it don't never comes up again no. it's just a contrivance to reintroduce her for into what the reason fo- I don't know well to make Roxanne jealous
2: <laughs> I mean okay
1: Because we can't just pick another random person to make her jealous, I guess. Seriously. Well, and also, too, I wonder if the show is, like, trying to play on the trope that, like, you know, as far as we know, Cheryl's a sexually forward. I don't want to call her promiscuous or slutty. She's not. But, like, you know, she's she's a hottie and she's, like, a little, like you know like sexy and stuff so i wonder if the show is like oh this will be believable that like roxanne is jealous because maybe cheryl is trying to do something or not i don't know like i'm not saying she is and and she doesn't which is why it's all weird but like maybe the show was like if it's some random the audience will will know that it's just a random so it won't matter but if we bring someone they know maybe the audience will be like oh wait what's happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't maybe i don't know like, I can just see Brendo Handman's wheels turning. Like, let's get Cheryl in here. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. You know? um. So then, of course, while she's there, Kevin and Roxanne pop in because they're picking Chandler up. So they can go on a double date. Yeah. So then they're going to go back to the Camden house and then they're going to go out with Lucy. So so she, Roxanne sees Cheryl. And I mean, the, f- the switch that gets flipped. Yeah. What's it to you, blondie? Like what a bitch! Mm-hmm. And I've said it. I said it from the start that Roxanne's. I don't know about Roxanne. She's yeah. bitchy and she's like a weirdo and she's an instigator and all that shit. Yep. But like, what a fucking bitch! Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, way to show your cards, Roxy.
2: Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, hello, Lucy. Oh, right? Oh my god. Uh, which and then of course she
1: she realizes that's exactly what she's yeah. doing and being, but um yeah she's just like who's that huh is that your uh, side piece like she's like completely turns on Chandler and Chandler's like what the fuck are you talking about like I don't even know her name yeah (laughs) like what and Roxanne's like oh I saw I saw I know everything blah blah blah," and like refuses refuses to even entertain this idea of a
2: date takes and then and then leaves right well, she leaves and then she looks at Chandler. I don't have a car. You have to take me to the Camden's. So. Well, then that that would imply that Kevin left first. Kevin did leave. Did Roxanne tell him to go? Yeah.
1: Okay. So then, yeah. So then they fight and then they don't have a car. So then they. So then Chandler takes her to the Camden house. Mm-hmm. And they have like a really Aco Taco fight yeah. in the Camden living room.
3: Since we're defining who we are, let me just add to that. I'm a minister, and part of my job is seeing people that need help. And you just happen to walk into my office when somebody I don't even know came in for some help. Not even from me, but from Reverend Camden. But even if she were there to see me, I wouldn't be cheating on you. I'd just be doing what I do. And just so you know, I'm a fairly monogamous guy.
0: What does fairly monogamous mean?
3: Just that you and I are just getting to know each other, you know, and uh, right now in this phase of our relationship, the boundaries are unclear because they're undefined. And I don't know why I said fairly monogamous.
0: Feeling guilty for flirting with Blondie?
3: No, I'm not feeling guilty because I wasn't flirting with anybody. Feeling a little ridiculous?
0: I was. And then I realized that I'm going out with a guy who openly admits to being fairly
2: monogamous. What is this conversation? I know. It's so weird. Yeah, no, because when he said I'm fairly monogamous, like, what does that mean? And then and he's then then like, she,
1: just that we're getting to know each other? Yeah, no, like,
2: that's not what that means. Yeah, like, just just say, like, I don't know why I said that. It just came out like you say stupid things when you're trying to, when yeah. you're arguing. Which, was he trying to say
1: that? I don't believe that he's, like, just that we're getting to Was he trying to mean, like, oh, like, trust me. You don't know me that well, but, like, I'm a monogamous dude. So, like, I'm not a cheater. Like, is that what he's trying to say? I have no idea. I just thought this entire conversation was weird. It's so weird. And then... And I I do kind of like that she, like, throws it back in his face. Like, and then I realize I'm having a conversation with a guy who's fairly monogamous. (laughs) Like, (laughs) But, like so then she refuses to engage with him anymore, leaves him like standing in the living room. Yeah. And then, and then she like goes through the kitchen. So like she tells Kevin like, take me home or whatever. And Kevin's like, Oh, actually like Lucy wants to take you home. (laughs) And so she goes outside and Lucy's like, what the fuck, dude? No, I don't. Yeah. Like you know, like what? And he's like, don't trust me. Like this is a great bonding moment for you guys. Like you know, female sisterhood, whatever. And then that's when Ruthie walks in and she's like, Yeah,
0: Lucy, get back on that horse.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: it's your it's your
2: shot. It's your shot to make
1: it work. Just do it. It's really cute that Ruthie's just like this little angel, sprinkling yeah. happiness throughout this whole episode. Um, like she's just high on joy. Yeah, it's she awesome. really is. It's so cute. Um, so then Lucy's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> like, and like goes out there
0: to talk to her. Maybe Chandler's just not the guy for you. Maybe Kevin's just not the guy for you. What I meant was that if the nature of Chandler's work is something that bothers you, then why tie yourself to a relationship where you're constantly upset about his counseling women because he's always going to be counseling women. It's part of the job. You know something, Lucy? You annoy me. You're not comfortable with the nature of Kevin's job. You're constantly upset about him having to ride around in a car with me all day. And that's not gonna change, and yet, you're not gonna break up with him, you're gonna marry him. You have been going out with Chandler for one week. One week. Kevin and I have been going out for almost a year. Oh, so you've got too much time invested in the relationship to break up with him. No, I love him. Well, maybe I love Chandler. Well, if you love Chandler, then get back in there and make up with Chandler. I can't make up with Chandler. That's the problem. I can't. In order to make up with Chandler, I'd have to admit that I'm jealous. And I am not jealous. So what are you? Oh, my God. I'm you. What? I'm a crazy woman with no self-esteem. I'm you.
1: I don't know how to feel about Roxanne's assertion that Lucy doesn't have self-esteem.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, dude, it's called you like the guy and you just went a little crazy. Yeah. And you're marking your fucking territory. And what exactly... Or you want to.
1: Well, right. And like, what exactly is no self-esteem about how you're acting? Is it that... Is it that you think he's cheating and yet you still want to be with him? Is that the self-esteem problem? Yeah. Or or that you know he's not cheating, but you don't feel like, like you would feel like you've lost the power if you let him have a pass on this one. Yeah. Like what like what's the problem, like really that you're grappling with here?
2: Mm. I don't know. And it like again, it's just like I have no self-esteem. I'm you. I was like, Okay. That that's that's not a fair assertion. I don't think I don't think no, Lucy's problem
1: is self-esteem. No, not at all. I think it's I think it's lack of perspective and I think it's it's sort of maybe even honestly, it might even be like a little bit of sexual frustration because she's like she's putting energy in the wrong basket. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not a self esteem issue. No. Um whereas Roxanne's thing. I guess it's just it's 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 what I said. I think it's I think it's either one of those two options, and it's and it's her having to come to like terms with like, what what is my real problem here? Is my real problem that I am jealous or that I don't want to admit that I was wrong? You know. Yeah. And I think both are toxic either yeah. way, and yeah, like you have to get over either of those things. Yeah. You know, but they're different things that you'd have to get over. You know what I mean? I don't know.
2: It would have been funny just to hear Lucy say, bitch. I, don't know.
1: I, swear, to- <laughs> I swear to God, if this was any other show, she would have. Um But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel I'm- about
2: it. And then of course, Simon walks out, you're taking me home. I'm like, <laughs> S- okay.
1: He's like, okay. Um, oh God, I would love to see like, roxanne like hit on simon like again misplaced you know energies or whatever like like she's she's pissed at chandler so she like goes after simon or something like i'm telling you if this is any other show that's exactly what would have happened they would have had a one night stand and she would regret it for the rest rest of her life my brain just broke for a second there um
2: so okay what else happens lucy i mean not lucy annie's giving like oh (laughs) yeah like not the best advice or insincere (laughs) advice. Uh, The running gag of this episode is that she keeps saying the same things Things, and no one listens. Yeah, she's like, I keep saying everything and I give you guys advice, but none of you take it. So no, I'm not going to give you anything. Or like, I don't care. (laughs) Like the best is to Kevin because like Kevin. Oh God, yeah. If anyone like doesn't deserve that, um, like you said, like misplaced when it comes to like Roxanne, Mm -hmm. Annie misplaced that that shit on Kevin when it's like you should give you should give that speech to Lucy or Or Simon Simon or or Eric or whoever she's like looking at Kevin you know I don't care I give advice (laughs) If you guys take it just yeah go
1: because Kevin goes to her about Lucy right like like what to do about Lucy or was it just in general like what to do or whatever and she goes yeah I don't know and I don't care yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it but but fuck you Kevin PMS. Oh God, I forgot about the
1: PMS. Yeah. Oh, there is so much misogyny happening. Yes, and not maybe not even misogyny, but like just like sexism, like casual, like like um, like like so so casual and so like um, ingrained that they I don't even think they realize that they're being sexist. Yeah, but like. Yeah, like he tells Roxanne to tell Chandler by way of apologizing that she just had like she's PMSing, and Roxanne's like, "I'm not, so no," (laughs) which best response ever. And then, and then when she storms out of the living room, Kevin comes in and he's all PMS like Chandler, and then Chandler's all like, "Oh, like." get the fuck out of here, grown-ass men. Yeah. Like, who are you? And I love that
2: Roxanne does hear it, and she goes, Kevin is stupid. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Kevin's stupid. Because Chandler's like, I didn't
1: know you were dealing with things. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not going to war, you asshole. Like, Oh, it's- my God. Seriously. I'm sorry. I've, I don't understand. Okay, something happened today at work. I need to talk about this, since we're talking about... <laughs> You know, casual sexism and stuff. Like, so we had a um, like a Toastmasters session thingy at work today, and we had a guest speaker who's an executive. She's a woman. She, she's an She's an executive in our company, and um, she she joined us for the hour and was talking about um, like self awareness mm-hmm. as like a tool in your toolkit to have yeah. towards like professional growth, personal growth, career development, whatever. And how like self-awareness is a big part of that. And so, and to tell us those, to, to get us there, she gave us, you know, her own personal experiences in the workplace and whatever. Um, And so she tells these like great little stories. And it's funny because I, I really resonated with her because she was talking about how her upbringing, like when she joined the workforce at 18, like, It never even occurred to her, like it wasn't even a thing in her mind to consider the fact that like that like the fact that she's a woman is different or that she's gonna be or that there's anything to that. Like like, it just wasn't even a thing like you know like she was thinking i'm 18 i'm qualified i'm educated like i can do this job i know how to do it i'm gonna do it well like not like but i'm a woman so i'm gonna get paid less or i'm gonna i'm a woman so i'm gonna be looked at like differently or whatever you know none of that shit and it was part of how she was raised whatever so then and then she goes on and she talks about blah 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 and like how you know she's she's obviously risen through the ranks over her 30-year career whatever and all these things And like feedback and coaching and blah, blah, blah. And like she's just speaking like really great. And she's like, you know, she's she's talking about like self awareness is like knowing who you are, but then also understanding like how people are perceiving you, you know, like, and then figuring out how to authentically put yourself in a position, like be you, be you, but in a way that like helps come off the way that you want to come off you know so then she ducks and then she opens it up for questions and um this woman next to me goes like the first question out the gate is like do you feel like like it's been harder because you're a woman and i'm just i was so flabbergasted by that question not only because she had already said how that's not even a thought for her, yeah. but also because clearly that's a thought for the question asker. Yeah. Like, and it made and it dawned on me in that moment. Like we, we women, yeah. it's up to us to frame ourselves yeah. in however way we want to be framed. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna go through life. Thinking they're 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 treating me different because I'm a woman and I'm gonna have less opportunities because I'm a woman. If you go through life that way, yeah. you will be treated differently exactly, and you will have less opportunities. Yeah,
2: yeah. Bottom line, yeah, because you're inviting that.
1: Yeah, and I just I I mean, and it's like duh, right? Yeah. But and and I knew that anyway, but like I kind of like the thought fully formed itself in that perfectly poetic way that sometimes Mm -hmm. thoughts do where it like unlocked. And I was like, that is the stupidest fucking question anyone can ask anytime because no and duh. And like, and the fact that you're asking it is says more about you than anything else the answer could have ever said. Yeah, I know. You know, it like really like, oh, like, and so Things like PMS or whatever, it's like if you're a woman who goes through life like like having outbursts of attitude or whatever and going on PMSing, then then you're giving people permission yeah. to say, Oh, you're PMSing. Yep. Yeah. You know?
2: It's true. And that's
1: why I really liked that Roxanne was like, no, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not why. Yeah. Maybe I have other demons. Maybe I have jealousy problems. Maybe I have self-esteem problems. Maybe whatever. But it's not that I'm PMSing. Exactly. You know? I don't know. Sorry, that was a little soapboxy. I haven't no. done that in a while.
2: <laughs> but no, it's true because when I heard him say PMS, I'm like, are you fucking kidding I me? I know. It just like makes my blood boil. And then, and then, But you know what, though? it took me back to high school. Mm. It lit, it really took me back to high school. When you're trying to understand how boys and girls, not men and women, mm-hmm. boys and girls, mm-hmm. like, in high school days, like how we would all respond to each other or how we would try to understand each other or not, or not give a shit to understand each other like mm-hmm. this. And you're in your head when you're in high school in, mm-hmm. in many ways, like, you're still trying to fucking understand you, yeah. And then I remember, like, it just took me back to high school. Like, that's awkward. Why would you say that? That that has nothing to do with yeah. her being jealous right now over some exactly. girl talking to this guy, exactly. And in a very innocent conversation, her reaction is true. She's jealous. Simple. She's into the guy, and yeah. she just doesn't like it that she there's someone like else in his in her territory. Simple. Mm-hmm. It was like caveman shit right there. Her reaction yeah. was real. And I... Oh, but I, so just to sort of
1: bring home the whole high school of it all or whatever is like the thing about being in high school and like that time in everyone's lives is I think... And I think you kind of touched on it. It's like... It's it's one thing to say things like that in high school because because we're not fully formed people yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you said, it's like we're still trying to figure out who we are and what it, what it means to be authentically ourselves, you know, yeah. like we, we're not, we're not fully formed, yeah. you know, when we're 16, 17 yeah. or whatever. And so, and, and of course, when you're in it, when you are 16, 17 and someone goes, you're PMSing, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But with some perspective, 10 years later, I can look back on that and go, you were just an idiot child, you know? Yeah. But Kevin's a 25 year old grown ass man. Yeah. And Roxanne's probably also that age. It's like, we're not 17 anymore.
2: But it's not only high school that like we would think that way or, but that line of him saying PMS, like that language was very real. Ten no, fifteen years ago. 15, this is true. That, this you is get what true. I'm saying? And like and I was that age when that line was thrown out there. Yeah. So, and let's
1: not forget who the demographic audience of exactly, this show is. Exactly.
2: So right. that kind of behavior or um, mentality or language, whatever it is between men and women, I remember I'm so it really, pervasive. Yeah, and I remember it existed in television. I remember that mm-hmm. was a thing, and that's why it took me back to high school, and I was like... I see what you're saying. This shit doesn't exist anymore. Like, that's bullshit. It doesn't, it doesn't.
1: I would say probably not on television anymore yeah. because television has become woke or whatever, mm. or or at least has been, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but I can't think of a better word right now, has been PC'd to death. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it has, though. And it has. And so so television can't say things like that anymore. But it's still in our world. Like, it's yeah. still happening. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. And and what's worse? Like, sure, okay, the media we consume isn't throwing that down our throats, but it, it obviously doesn't matter because it's still happening. Yeah, You know? I don't know. I, uh, And that's why it's also kind of scary or not scary, but like, I think it's just wrong to put so much importance on what television shows say or don't say, because that's not a mirror. Yeah. That's not that's not a reflection of anything. You know, that's that's art. Right. That's that's fiction. That's that's maybe idealistic even or, you know, whatever. Or aspirational, if even you know, it's it's not real. It's yeah. just what's on the screen. But
2: it's not only, he doesn't only say it once. That's I know what, he that's he's what's so annoying. Keeps saying it, and it's like, God damn! It's like Kevin, you were kind of in my good graces, and right now you're annoying the shit out of me.
1: Yeah, I know. Kevin has start star- a couple episodes ago. Kevin turned for me a little bit. And he's he's sort of on a downward slope. I can't say he's hit my rock bottom yet, yeah. but like I'm just starting to not understand his motivations as a character. Like, yeah. where is he coming from? Why does he love Lucy? <laughs> like, yeah. where like where is this going? Mm-hmm. I, it's all just a little. I don't know. Like,
2: okay. who are you really? Yeah, like, what's your
1: deal, dude? Yeah, like you just met this girl a year ago ish ago. And quote unquote, fell madly in love with her, even though by your words, she's nuts yeah. and crazy and whatever. And it's like, honestly, that's another thing. It's like, can we stop? Can he stop referring to this woman that he loves as a yeah. nuts, crazy person? Either you love it or you don't, yeah. but you don't get to go. I love you, but you're
2: crazy. Yeah. Well, but guess what? You know, what's what's even worse is whenever her family members call her that. But see, family's different. I know family. Yeah, I different, can. But I don't can do accept that.
1: that from family because I'm not. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying like you know, fa- like when Simon calls Lucy crazy, he's he's basing that off of 16 years of experience with her and her behavior patterns and and the fact that she's go you know that she'll go from one extreme to the other or whatever. But but Kevin is a stranger as far as Lucy's concerned. Yeah, but they're all
2: saying it to Kevin. That's the word, like Simon has said it to Kevin. That's true, And that's why Kevin feels like he can say this shit. You're right. Actually, you're very right about that. So that's my issue with the family calling her crazy or fickle or whatever. And then they they say these things to Kevin and therefore Kevin has something to stand on and say, oh, yeah, or Well, your family said it, so therefore I can say it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know.
1: There's a lot. There's We'll see. I mean, honestly, at this rate, I feel like the finale of this season is going to be the proposal, which means that there's like 12 or 10 more episodes of this like... Bullshit? Like, what the fuck, you know? I I just... I don't know if I have any more of this in me. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's like maddening, truly. Like, I'm just... I'm so over it. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Let's shift gears to... um Eric. So at the beginning of this episode, um, he is going to see a therapist. Yeah. um, Because at the end of the last episode, he was on his knees As to quote is. him. And um, so he's seeing a therapist. I'm not sure about what though.
2: <laughs> right. How like, to get back in the saddle. Is I that get what so- it is? I get, like,
1: but why? Because he's not feeling like himself, right? So he needs yeah. to sort of maybe re-remember like... Who he was and why he was the way he was, so that he can get back into the groove or whatever, Mm -hmm. get his mojo back or something, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Um, So I love this because they're in, so so he's in the therapist's office, and it's the way that they've cut it is like we don't hear Eric talking, we just hear, like, we just see the two of them sitting there, and Eric has presumably finished talking, and now it's the therapist's turn.
4: To summarize, You live through a double bypass You're married to a woman that you're madly in love with And you have seven healthy children And despite that, I'm having a hard time feeling grateful Uh, Because you're angry at God because of your bad heart And he is also to blame for your having to share your work with a younger minister Yeah, Something like that Well, boo-hoo What man your age isn't facing the same thing? What man your age doesn't have to worry about some guy half his age coming along and taking over? Duh, it happens. If it hadn't happened now, it would have happened later, so get over it. And stop thinking you're any different than anyone else, and especially stop thinking you're worse off than anyone else, because you're not. No, it's not as if I think I'm special. Good, because you're not. Look, time's up. Why don't you just go back to work? Be grateful, you have a family and a job. And get back to church before it's too late and you lose your job altogether.
1: Duh.
2: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's so great. I'm like this is what Annie has been telling you after your after your surgery and you're just not listening and you had to go pay money to <laughs> I know. But it's like
1: it's true though, first of all, you know, the I, I've always said like I could just therapize myself because like I can think out loud and rationalize yeah. and have I have debates with myself and get there, whatever, but it's different it's yeah. it's, it's one thing to do that it's a, it's another thing to like an objective person yeah. who who's not you, who's not in your head, who acts as like a mirror, you yeah. know to bounce off of, which is yeah. like I don't know whatever so maybe you know so I guess if it works and if it's if it's gonna happen. Then it will have been worth it, I suppose. Yeah. Um I just quoted Hamilton again. God damn it, I can't I just I just do it without thinking. And then I hear it and I'm like, that was Hamilton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so Yeah, so he does that. And then of course it's like, Tim, therapist. Okay. Do we even get a name for this guy? I don't no, know. No, not at all. Therapist. That's his name. Yeah. Um so then I think- Eric comes home kind of like ba-doop, ba-doop, Yeah. you know, I don't like,
2: think I got help.
1: Yeah. Like he it didn't Annie. go well. <laughs> but
2: The best is, is, like when Annie's like, OK, he didn't help you go find another one.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, because it wasn't what he was expecting. Right. I think yeah. I don't know what he was expecting, though, because he's never done this before. So, like, what was he expecting? Like a rousing chorus of like, you're OK, Eric. <laughs> like, I don't know.
2: Probably what he wanted. He maybe probably, a little bit. Yeah. He wanted someone to like you
1: validate know, him. He,
2: Validate him and stroke his ego, like no man, or and then maybe even give him tools,
1: you know, to yeah. get over it rather than just saying get over it, you know. Yeah. Um. But the therapist did not do that. Um. Cut to later that night. Eric comes home and the therapist is sitting in the kitchen with eating Annie. the
2: terrible turkey meatloaf.
1: Yeah. Which actually, I've made turkey meatloaf. No. Yeah. No, honey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Um. So anyway, so then he, Annie's like, I'll leave you guys to uh, I'll leave you two alone, whatever. And th- this guy, he makes my heart sing.
4: Was this Annie's idea? Nah, I came over to apologize. Look, I'm really sorry about last night, but just before you walked into my office, I got my divorce papers to sign. And well, I wasn't feeling too sympathetic toward anyone. I'm sorry. About my divorce? Or, or this meatloaf.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, his laugh. Because it sounds oh, like, real, like, out of breath. He's like.
1: so cute. Like, all that's missing is, like, I'm here all week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like, dip your waders and, like, leaves the stage. Like, who are you? He's so cute. But, like why does he have what the fuck do we care about this guy's divorce like what the hell is happening and then he's all sit sit we'll have a real session now and i'm like maybe
2: uh, i think i can help you it's like what but does he
1: I don't, I don't know. know. I wonder if we're going to see this guy again. Like, I wonder if like the next couple of episodes, maybe at least one episode will be like Eric going through therapy or something because otherwise none of this was important at I all. Know. And like so unnecessary to have this storyline happening. Um, so that's that. <laughs> all right. So let's go back
2: does, before we do that. Does anything happen between Simon or it, with Simon this episode? Um, Simon and Ruthie have a cute moment, and then Simon has something going on with Cecilia. What? I don't know. Um. So Ruthie Ruthie gets oh, in Simon's he head. he can see him. That's okay, right. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, so Ruthie gets in Simon's head and tells him, call her again. Like, basically, don't give up. You're going to feel better once you talk it out with her. And he tries to talk it out with her at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't go well. hmm And then... he does it again but this time at night like he goes to school when she's cleaning with her dad Mm -hmm. and so oh god so she so he walks in there and wants to talk to her whatever you're ignoring me at school oh and cecilia is like talking to like some other guy who's trying to have a date with her and in that process like this guy's trying to ask her out she's like oh i'm busy saturday night something like that she gives a line there's a guy standing next to Simon, but that guy, it's funny because he was in the movie Walk to Remember, so I remember that. Oh, well, uh, I don't remember him from that. Yeah, well, he, like, basically belly flops. In, like, he's the reason oh, why... Oh, the guy in the
1: lake that yeah, belly yeah. flops? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, he, um, so he's like, oh, if you're not going out with her, I'll go out with her or something like that. Like... And he says, and and Simon says as much, it's like, if it's not me, like, some other guy's going to try to go out with her and try to, like, get in her pants, like, in so many words. Yeah, no, he basically basically says that. Yeah. And so, whatever. He finds her at school that night, cleaning, and he wants to work it out with her, wants to talk it out with her dad or whatever. She goes, no, I don't think now is a good time. Like, is she on restriction, too, or no? Well, that's the thing. So, after the debacle of the last episode he has forbidden them from
1: seeing each other and she is like going along with it and i think she's right so here's the thing is i don't think she's over simon but she understands that like and i mean she never says this but i it's kind of like maybe implied or whatever it's like the best thing we can do right now is just not be seen together dude because my dad's not gonna get over this tomorrow and like the more we try to, like, get him over it, the less it's gonna work.
2: Oh, yeah, and the worst thing that he can suggest is, well, what if I come over and your parents are in the living room yeah. with us? And I'm like,
1: no. And she, of course she doesn't want that. So then... so She looks at him like he's lost his mind. So then when he shows up at the school after hours, he, like, ch- the dad chases him off. Yeah. Chases, like, get the fuck out of here, blah, blah, blah. But then later... Shows up at the house yeah. or at the school or whatever and finds Simon and is like, okay, now if you want to date my daughter, yeah. <laughs> feel free, like come over, whatever. And Simon's like, what changed your mind? He goes, I saw her date.
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's like a fucking
1: sitcom. Yeah. Like freeze frame credits. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's so funny. He's like, oh, you, I thought you were bad. That's all this guy was over here. Like whatever. And so, yeah. so it's like clearly Simon's the lesser of the evils because he's he is a good kid. Whatever. Yeah. And these other yahoos are, are just trying to get in her pants. Yep. You know that kind of a thing. So, whatever, they're fine. Like they're back in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. Back in, in the, the saddle.
2: saddle. Oh shit. <laughs> Pulling it together. But how cute was it when you saw Simon and Ruthie hugging and then you really see the like the height difference I between know. Simon and Ruthie? Like oh once god. upon a time they were the same height. They were babies. I know. Oh my god, baby Simon. And I think and I think the height difference is actually Making me feel like, oh, there's a huge age gap between these two. Five years is pretty significant. How old is she? Like 12 now? He's 12 and he's 16. Yeah, 16. Okay. Uh, Yeah, whatever. He might
1: be on the cusp of 17 at this point. You
2: said whatever, like a New York, like whatever. (gasps) <gasps> uh lazy tongue um but it was just it was cute i don't know i i was like oh i miss simon and ruthie doing like having these moments because they, they
1: were buddies like yeah. they were always in each other's storylines in exactly. the first couple of seasons because they were like
2: the babies or whatever i don't know man that oh, was just really so cute. cute i yeah I'm, i i kind of miss that oh my god give me simon in his like shirt
1: and like um suspended pants <gasps> with his little floppy hair yeah. asking about heaven yeah any yeah but day. how do you get there <laughs> yeah but like where is, is it? it yeah there's like a galaxy of stars and they're all mapped so <laughs> where's heaven <laughs> <laughs> oh he's so cute anyway um so they're fine okay so let's talk more about um what the Caitlin. Fuck have we watched this many episodes damn i don't know girl and real quick we, uh, this is our. I want to say, hundred and fiftieth episode. Don't quote me on that.
2: <laughs> that's a lot of time.
1: I, I, I'm probably overstating it. I think that's not true yet. Um, I think we're maybe like forty nine ish, forty eight.
2: Wait, when the hell was a hundred? No,
1: episode? actually, this might be our one fiftieth. Yeah. I'll find out after we stop this recording and. Um, and if it is, then we'll make yeah, it a big remember, deal. Yeah, remember
2: like the party, the hundredth episode. Oh God,
1: with the live performance of the theme song.
2: <laughs>
1: and like the like the shaky, blurry panning of the room as the whole cast from previous episodes shows up. God. Um, okay, so let's talk more about Ruthie and Caitlin, and I think that's pretty much all that's left. So really, yeah. So Caitlin, that was quick. Caitlin's. What, what the fuck? How does she find out? Oh, she so calls. Ruthie. Yeah. Ruthie calls Caitlyn. Yeah. To like chat or whatever. And her mom says that she's in the hospital because of CF treatments. Yeah. So when Ruthie and Caitlin met, you know, it never came up or whatever. Yeah. And so Ruthie is like shocked to hear that um, and seeks advice from Eric mm-hmm. of like what to do because the mom is like, you know, feel free to visit her like that kind of a thing. Whatever. Yeah. And L- L- Ruthie is just a little, like, you know, doesn't know how to deal with this information whatever, so they have this cute little chat.
4: You want to go see her tomorrow? I'll take you.
1: I don't know if I should go. I don't know if I can be around her without feeling
3: sad. I'm afraid.
4: Afraid of? You're afraid you can't see her or talk to her without crying?
3: Exactly. What if I see her and feel bad for her and cry? It would just make her feel bad.
4: Well, you know I'm against playing what if, what if this happens, what if that happens. Uh, What is, is all we can deal with. And what is, is you had the best day of your life with a friend who's living with cystic fibrosis. She was there for you, and now she's in the hospital. And when people we care about are in the hospital and they're open to having visitors, we go see them. We lift their moods. We do whatever needs doing.
3: Can I ask her about it? Is it okay to talk to her about this CF and how she feels?
4: I suggest you take your cues from Caitlin, you know. Approach her in a way that makes her know that you'd like to know about CF because you'd like to be her friend.
1: I'd say about 40% of this episode is basically just a life lesson about CF. Yeah.
4: Like or not
1: a life, lesson, but like a lesson about CF, how to deal with people that have it, all that yeah. stuff. Like it's very, I would say it's sort of kind of artfully done because it doesn't feel like didactic, but yeah. if you take a step back, you're like, this whole conversation is basically like, like a, like a frequently asked question section of how to talk to people with CF, yeah.
2: you know? No, cause, um, you're saying how like you always knew this character was going to be coming along. Mm-hmm. Obviously I had no idea. So the moment I saw her on screen, I, you know, did the x-ray thing uh-huh. and it shows me when she passed away. And I was yeah. like, well, that's bleak to see that in the x-ray, you yeah, know, yeah. so fast. I think it was in 2005, right? Or eight. eight? eight? Like yeah, that. maybe but eight. She was mm-hmm. like 22, I think when she passed yeah, away. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I stopped watching the episode like at that moment, uh, um, just to look, you into were like, her, I'm done with this app. Well, you. right. Yeah. No, just to look into like who this girl sure, sure, is. Sure. Cause I had no idea. And then that's when I stumbled upon, I yeah. was like, Oh shit, she's her stepsister. I had no idea this was mm-hmm. happening. And so whatever. And then obviously I continued the episode, but still like just to see her name and then death. I was like, um, yeah. Well, ooh. same
1: goes for Sarah, dude. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah.
2: That, that, and that one's weird because
1: it was like random. Yes. Yeah. There
2: there was I mean, no one knew anything. Like there was no illness or anything like No, what no- she, she had brain something with her brain, right? She? I think I I always
1: think or the way that I remember it is like her brain died <laughs> or like or
2: like not that sounds terrible,
1: thought- but like something with
2: her brain. I I God, now I'm gonna have to look. But this sudden, up. But like whatever something it was, like, or maybe her heart—maybe that makes more sense. I, th- I, you know, like sometimes people pass in their sleep. I, th- I thought that hers was one of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, obviously, there's a reason. Yeah,
2: right? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um.
1: So anyway, so then she goes. So Ruthie goes to the hospital. Yeah, and um. You know, Caitlin's just, like, her usual smiley little self. She's got this IV in her yeah. arm, and she's just like, Hey,
2: Ruthie, like, come in, whatever. I and always like having visitors and just always upbeat such, and positive. Such a smiley,
1: cutie baby. Yeah, and
2: she, And, you know, like, she always says, like, uh, the better days outweigh the bad, and, like, those are... They're not that many compared to, like, the good days. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just... It's cute. Yeah. Forget cute. It's just, like... It's sweet. It's a great way to look at life and like how we should probably, everybody should look at life. Exactly. Like Like, life threatening
1: illness or not. Like that's, that's the way to live life, you know? Um, Yeah. So she's really cute. And so then, so then like Ruthie, like sort of um, applies the lessons that Eric gave her, you know, is like, I didn't know. I was shocked to find out. Um, She's like, yeah, I don't really lead with it because it's not, you know, who I am or whatever, that Mm. kind of thing and then whatever like long story short um and then of course at the end of the episode Ruthie's at the stables again yeah and and she's like um he's looking for her yeah and then Caitlin pulls up like on her horse like behind her whatever and it's like let's go girl like what are you doing like like, time's a waste and whatever so then Ruthie gets up and they just like at the beginning of the episode it's like one of those like montages of them riding through the green pastures whatever and it's really fucking cute.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And I kind of feel like that's it, really. Yeah. Nothing else happens.
1: Do Rox- So do Roxanne and Chandler make up in the end? Well, yeah, because
2: they're out to dinner with Cheryl and her oh, boyfriend. God. The whole-
1: okay, we forgot about the whole resolution of that bullshit. So, so then after Roxanne has basically insulted Lucy and said, I'm you or whatever. Yeah um and left with Simon cut to she and Kevin are like in the promenade whatever and they come across dinner yeah. having between dinner having <laughs> between uh Roxanne Chandler Cheryl and her boyfriend yeah Okay, and Lucy's like, well, I guess she doesn't, like, want to be my friend because, hello, look at this, what's happening right now? Yeah. And then Kevin plays a voicemail for Lucy yeah. that Roxanne had left mm-hmm. on his cell phone saying, like, I'm sorry, if you guys are around, we're having pizza, yeah. like, join us, you know, n- no need to call me back, just come. Here's my thing – Kevin knew about the voice voicemail and then orchestrated all of this, right? I have no to idea. bring up, like, like it just to like make they, the point to Lucy, like, you're wrong about Roxanne, I think.
2: I don't know if, if that's it or... Because, like, didn't they just walk out of a movie or something? That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like, it's not clear how they've blocked the scene
1: if if they accidentally happened upon the dinner and then Kevin checked his phone and found the voicemail, but but that can't be true because he turns his phone on and then puts it to Lucy like he knew what was on it. Yeah. You know? So I think Kevin orchestrated the whole thing. He's like, let's go see a movie. They went to see a movie and then walked past dinner so that he could make the point to Lucy. Like, see, you've got Roxanne all wrong. Like, Like, she doesn't hate you. Like, you guys can be friends kind of thing, whatever. So then Roxa, then Lucy's like, I've been a fool. (laughs) And Like, (laughs) they walk over there and then they all sit down together. So I'm hoping this is going to be my last two thumbs down episode because it seems like the corner has finally turned. I mean, I hope so. On the Lucy Roxanne drama. I don't know.
2: I'm over it. But it
1: feels good. It felt good two episodes ago too though, so you never know what this fucking show. Dude,
2: I still can't I'm trying to remember in what episode, if it was this episode or the one previous to that, you hear Roxanne say about but a boot and i was like it's in this one yeah i was like oh hello canada it's in this one it was just as bad as sorry but she does say sorry again <laughs> i didn't hear it this She's, time i think it's in the voicemail like i'm sorry for what i said or something like that i was like oh you're hello. right you're
1: right you're right you're right
2: but the first time she said sorry when Dude. the kiss happened yeah. i mean that
1: was forget canadian that's like alien language yeah. like what like sorry <laughs> like what
2: I'm like, are you trying to make that come out more than
1: usual?
2: Or are you
1: forcing to? Like, in me? trying to not sound Canadian, she sounds worse. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Um,
2: but, like, dude, I remember her being on Clueless. Did she ever say about or sorry on that shit before? Like,
1: I don't know. Probably. Those are pretty common words. I know. I know.
2: But, like, you had, had, think I would maybe remember that shit. But, yeah. When did that show happen? Like, I, was it right after the movie? I believe so. Not like, maybe not like right after, but I want to say, oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but the the girl that played Amber was on the show. Oh, right. Paul Rudd even made an appearance in that what? show. Yeah, he made an appearance and he played like some like, um, bad boy, like biker boy. I remember that. I remember that episode because I got really excited to see Paul Rudd because I was like, oh my God, he's back. Wait, wasn't Dion also on the show? Dion was also on the show. Mm-hmm. And I also think... Um, oh, I'm going to mess up his name, but uh, I'm going to say um, Scrub's name, Turk. Right. It was... On the show, Donald Faison. Yeah, he was also on. It. I also so everyone
1: awesome. except for Alicia Silverstone, basically. Yeah, because
2: apparently she had another career in well, mind. I have Batmaning or Batgirling or whatever. God, terrible. I
1: know, so tragic.
2: George Clooney, why would you do that to yourself? So
1: funny. Actually, I don't even know if that's true. I think after clueless didn't she do that Brendan Fraser
2: movie, Blast from the Past? But didn't that come after? And then it was Batman, probably. But I really like Blast from the Past. I like it too. That movie was funny. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you can get me
1: laid? <laughs> See, now that's a movie I've seen. Yeah. Hey, look at me. Brownie points. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Did we do it? Yeah, it did. Okay. Ratings? Thumbs down.
2: Still oh i hate to give this episode two thumbs down i know i don't like doing it but especially for this episode but i know because i kind just... of enjoyed the
1: caitlin stuff i think i have to go my heart and even though i said what i said last time i do have to give this one thumb up one thumb down okay and also i kind of feel good about that because like i said i feel like the lucy roxanne thing is finally over Oh, I hope so. I it you know what? Frankly, it better be. <laughs> it fucking better
2: be. Cuz if it happens in the next episode, I'm going to look at you and be like, what the fuck? <sighs> I can't even imagine how much more there could be at this point.
1: She's made amends with Roxanne, she's made amends with Chandler. Like how much more could there be at this point?
2: I don't know. You're really going to throw down all your pens. <laughs> oh, girl. I better come prepared with like 5. <laughs> <laughs> Throw one, lost it. Damn it. <laughs>
1: it's like bounces off the walls. <laughs> oh, girl. Okay. Uh, did we rate it? Yes, we did. Now, as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, whatever the fuck, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> we should create a platform called Pod, whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck. Um, If you leave us a review on Atunes we will read it Anything you want You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod That's the number for Heaven's Sake Pod You can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show Not the number this time <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I have to clarify that I don't know
2: Yeah for all you know people have been sending emails Yeah yeah we've
1: just like never gotten a single email Because it's the wrong address um, but it's all in the liner notes, you guys. Like just like take a look at the liner notes for the episode. Um, also, if you like what we're doing on this biznatch, you're gonna love what we're doing over on Patreon. For five dollars a month, you can subscribe, become a heavenhead, and get two bonus episodes a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash the number four heaven's sake pod to uh, check that out. There's I think by the time of this dropping, there's probably at least four episodes on there on the Patreon. I believe so. Um, so don't quote us on that.
2: There'd um, be like eight. No yeah. Way? There's
1: no way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe five, but I think that's pushing it. Um, and what else do I say, T? Oh, that's dude. it. Yeah, you said it all. Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye.